Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. We're here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And guys, for the first time in a couple weeks, uh, we have no guests. It's just back to the three of us, catching up, living life. How you been? Maxie, what's going on? I'm doing pretty good. Beautiful day. I, you know, I never thought of myself as one of those people that really suffered from like, it's raining and I'm now depressed. You know, people say that and there's like, it's a medical condition. Take me seriously. And I never really took them that seriously when they said stuff like that. But I think <laughs> right, uh, right. yesterday and the day before it was, it was raining and I was kind of down and I was a little like just kind of mildly irritated. And I, you know what? I think maybe those people are, are correct. It's called true. sad, Max. <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's seasonal affective disorder. That's the acronym. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. How are you, Shane? What's going on? You know, just working out, getting lean. I'm about to star in a big uh, <laughs> sketch show that Mike and I are producing, so I got to look good. I want to be funny, but I also want people to think I'm hot. We did a we did a walkthrough on a set on the one of the sets that we're going to be doing for one of these sketches yesterday, and, and in the script, basically one of Shane's characters is wearing a towel and no shirt. He comes out of the shower, and there was a big conversation about whether we we write a di- it's a different outfit is he shirtless and Shane actually seemed pretty keen to be shirtless and now it makes sense you just got a Peloton so yes. you want to be shirtless you want to give yourself a goal well Mark was adding to my insecurities because he Mark is directing Mark Myers as a lot of people know from the pod and he directs Arkell's music videos but he looked at me and he goes you're not going to want to be shirtless Shane you're going <laughs> to you're going to be uncomfortable I'm like I'll be fine I'll be fine I got a Peloton he's like okay But it just didn't elicit a lot of confidence from me, which made me make sure to work out extra hard that night. And my goal is to never miss a day off the Peloton. So sure enough, right before this podcast, I did a Peloton. Do you have that that do you have that workout high right now, Shane, as you come into this pod? I'm feeling a little dehydrated right now. You do sweat quite a bit. So I'm on it. I was hoping I'd be extra keen right now, but I am on a little bit of a uh, I don't know. I feel like I may faint. Can I go get a water, oh. actually? Can we take a quick break? I just need to get a can yeah, of <laughs> bubbly water. I'll be Let's back in five. one second. Water. I'm back. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe Erica can slip in and add that early in the pod. So when I get to get a water, we'll hear like the, the whoosh noise, and then the ad will be there, and then we'll whoosh, and then you can say I'm back. Imagine so the that's ad how- was for Peloton. <laughs> Ooh. that would be perfect perfect uh maxi you were gonna ask shane something oh yeah i mean it's a great goal i mean i just i i have that goal for myself often when i you know circle you know something important that's gonna happen in our kel's world i'm like okay i got three months to really get myself in shape and then the the days turn to weeks and nothing really happens and then about five days to go to the thing i was like all right now i'm gonna get serious and and then i do it for a day and then i kind of get a little grumpy because i'm like too hungry and i'm like this is fucking stupid but um I did. I do notice, um, you know, Chris Martin, who I've loved for a very long time, the lead singer of Coldplay. He's like sneaky in amazing shape now. Like he used to be sort of like pretty ordinary looking guy, but now if you see any live footage of their like most recent concerts, he's pretty like awesomely like jacked. Have you guys noticed this in seeing any of the videos or photos lately? Uh, not the jacked, but he's always looked very fit and Maybe he's got toned a very active would be the, a better word. Yeah. Toned. Yeah, toned. He doesn't look like Camille or that guy. He's not like that. But he just like looks amazing in a tight t-shirt, which is I think just generally the goal. The problem is he hasn't released a big hit song, which has made me check out a music video. Unless I'm way out of the loop. Is there a good song on the radio right now? There is a new song with BTS, uh, you know, so it is actually quite popular right now. I think it's like their first number one pop hit in ever or in like a very long time or something. So it's worth a check. 
Yeah. Oh, and do you know what else uh, looks-wise upset me? I just had mm. a TikTok video get 2 million. It's climbing right now, but it's over 2 million views. Hey. And we did a skit where we were imitating the show You with that guy from Gossip yeah. Girl. And this there's apparently in season three, there's another star that Alex looks like. So we do the skit, and the number one comment says, these people look exactly like the cast members from You. And it has like 3,000 mm. likes. So I'm like, oh my goodness, that guy is... He's so good looking. I was complimented. <laughs> and then, yeah, the show's called the show's called You, but the main character's name is Joe. So, and then someone says, this guy does not look like Joe. But Alex obviously looks like the, the beautiful actress. And then someone goes, this guy does look like Joe. Joe Exotic. And then that got a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of thumbs up. And then a lot of the comments are saying, it's, usually I get a comment like, this guy looks like Walmart Joe. But everyone's saying that I actually look like Joe Exotic now. Halloween costume, perhaps? <laughs> I guess. It Two just didn't make late. me feel yeah. great. I don't know. Maybe Joe Exotic's looked at as a very handsome man, and I don't know it. But it made me work extra hard today. I'm like Michael Jordan, where he always finds a new thing to find motivation for. And that, and that, I took personal. <laughs> Someone called me Joe Exotic, and that, yeah, and I, I took, took it personal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe Exotic's the tiger guy, right? The tar, the tiger guy. He's the star of it. He's the guy in prison right now. I like the uh, idea of like um, pop culture costumes, but a year and a half or two years too late. Yes. Like you going uh, as Joe funny. Exotic this year would be very entertaining to me. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it, guys? It's like, uh, did you just repurpose that? Did you not, you know, did you last minute? Yeah. So you're talking about Chris Martin, Maxi. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, no, no. Anyway, I... I, I no, no, I got nothing more to say. All is that, uh, you know, I know what you guys are talking about, like wanting to get, you know, fit and hot for your thing. But Mike, I think I overheard you talking about that you got a Peloton. Break that down for me now. Listen, uh, Shane was talking about it. He got me inspired. Uh, I was like, shit, why don't I get a Peloton? He had like a reference code <laughs> that I could use to knock some bucks off of the price. How much uh, does a Peloton cost? What does it go for? Oh, we don't want to talk about that, Maxie. It's it's not cheap. I'll tell you I that. I got it in uh, installments. So it's much cheaper in installments. It is. Not it sure is. if the that math is, is sound on that, but in my mind it is. <laughs> what do you think your your schedule is going to be, Mike? Like, Do you have a time or how many days a week uh, in mind as you, uh, you know? Think about oh. this fitness journey. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I think every morning, 6 a.m., crack of dawn, mm. the V-Man's going to be on that. No, I don't know. I have no idea. If I can get in three three sessions a week, I feel like that will be a very, very good starting point for me. Because as you guys know, you guys, you know, Shane's actually a pretty committed guy to fitness. It's on. It's been on his mind uh, throughout his adult life. Maxie, you definitely have like periods where you'll get super. In- I, you know me, I'm just kind of, I go through life. I want to enjoy myself. A McChicken here, a Coors Light there. But now I'm like, guys, <laughs> I'm getting serious. Let's do this. I just spent a fucking King's Ransom on a Peloton. I'm doing the damn thing. So we'll see. We'll see if it works out. And by the way, they do not sponsor this podcast at all. We're just, this is just real. Shane's is in the background of a Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny because how it came about is, it's not like I just randomly started pitching Mike on the Peloton. For our job, <laughs> we were tasked with writing a commercial for Peloton. Yes. Or pitching them. So oh. I called Mike 
And I'm like, I don't know how much you know about Peloton, but just to inform you uh, when you're writing, here's some insights. I was like, it has a, a big screen. There's some really funny instructors. <laughs> they talk to you. Maybe we could use something like that in the spot. You can use it for 20 minutes a day and you get a full workout. You're like, you're really sweating. Mike's like, ooh, I'm getting a Peloton. So I, <laughs> I sold him on the Peloton while just trying to give him information so he could write a commercial. It was kind of funny. It was, uh, yeah. So I literally, and you can literally, it took me 10 minutes to order it. And then Danica was like, what did you just do? Cause I was like, yo, what size are you, what size shoe you wear, babe? Cause I'm ordering the shoes with the Peloton cause they got to clip in. And she's like, wait, what are you doing? Well, it was a total impulse purchase. Cause Danica must've walked by. I'm on the phone with Mike and he goes, Danica, yeah. we're getting a Peloton. And she goes, is, <laughs> is it free? And you're like, no. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, did you guys God. consider getting any of the knockoff Pelotons? I think Mike DNR band has a knockoff Peloton. There's a number of them that are cheaper. Was that considered? Yeah, he, he has all? the he has the Arkeloton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. No, I don't, you can't risk it when you're about to star in a pre-pilot for a sketch <laughs> comedy series that may or may never get picked Cut up. No corner. You want to yeah. look good. Like imagine I got the the knockoff version, saved a few hundred bucks, but it didn't work. That'd be a nightmare. Mm. If you're gonna go for it. You know, go yeah. for it. If you're going to swim, thing. get wet. Are, are you going <laughs> to get a Peloton? No. Um, no. I'm Max, not. you can but. you can just buy mine after I give up in a month. For some <laughs> reason, I like exercising. Like, I don't have a problem with getting like, I don't go super hard. Anybody knows my fitness uh, regimen is usually like, a, I go like 65%. And the idea of somebody screaming at me for an hour, I just not into it. It's like, I, I like just that. came from the gym. I just exercise. <laughs> I went for a run. It's all quite pleasant. I think if I want to actually get in a good shape, I just have to cut out the sweets. I think otherwise I'm pretty healthy, but like I'll have like a bowl of ice cream like every night. And I think that's why if I'm a little soft, it's because of that. They're not screaming at you, Max. They're very nice. They're very funny. It's like an interactive podcast in a way. They they talk to you. They They talk to your screen name. They motivate you. People can give you digital high fives. He's Hold very funny. Is it live happening? It's it, live? You yeah. can go to and do a live class. There, if you don't have time to be in the live class, which they are quite frequent, you can go to a, a previous live class, which has been recorded, mm. which is just as entertaining. And you can compete against other people. But the guy who does it, I think his name is Cody, my favorite guy. He's funny. He's like, he makes sexual jokes that are like borderline inappropriate. Like, it's good. Has anybody ever been canceled? Uh, any Peloton instructors ever been canceled? I want to know question. about that. <laughs> he borderline crosses the line sometimes and there's no going back because it's out there live. Wow. He's on Dancing with the Stars. This guy's pretty much a celebrity himself. But yeah, I think about that often about the cancel thing. Shane, when you were choosing your Peloton instructor, because there's, a, was it just about who was available that time of day live, or did you specifically want this guy because he was famous? I think they're all somewhat famous. They all have at least a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. But this guy's close to a million, and people talk about him. He's very funny and engaging and entertaining and motivating. He's good. So Cody something. I I can find the name before the end of this episode, but yeah, it's Cody. Uh, my dad uh, does a his stationary bike at home. He does it's not like a Peloton or anything, but he he's always hilarious to look because he started you know going to the gym pretty consistently about like fifteen years ago, and he loves it. It's like part of his like lunchtime routine or whatever. But he he wears his headphones. And have I ever sent you the video of my dad working out on a bike? No, no. Is this oh, something we can post on on our Mike on much Instagram? It's really good. It's basically like him dancing with his hands with his eyes closed. 
uh, oh, I love on the that. Like go, going very slowly, and I'm like, "What are you listening to?" He's like, "Oh, Bob Marley. It's the best. Oh, I love this Bob Marley song. <laughs> something, something that's like not necessarily oh, like, nice. Yeah, not like but, a workout throw. Yeah, yeah, it's not high impact. Yeah, but 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 uh, yeah, he goes <laughs> he goes hard. He goes for a full hour every day. He loves it. So um, yeah, maybe I'll you know go in my father's footsteps and 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 get a bike. Who knows? I don't know. Probably Co- not. Cody but, yeah. Rigsby is his name. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to pick who my instructor is going to be. I want to go through my options, see what time of day works for me. and uh, It's going to be hard so to ma- top Cody. Yeah? Yeah. Hard recommend. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, we're going to be in the same class. Do you see other names of people in the class? Or Yeah. Oh, I'm high-fiving all the time. Yeah. So you, you would see like my screen name. What's your screen name, Shane, on the old Peloton thing? Are you- I didn't know that cool screen names was a thing, so I made mine Shane <laughs> Alex, not knowing it would be very confusing the whole time. I would, everyone has really funny nicknames, and I'm regretting mine. I might go back and change it. I'd have to start a new account, though, from scratch. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to come up with my, my nickname. This is going to be very fun. And and, and we'll see Danica. Danica I, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this pod. I have posted on my Instagram, but Danica is, is pregnant. So, you know, like when you're pregnant, you like to get a little bit of exercise. I don't know if she's going to go hard on the Peloton or if it it's a post sort of a portum thing. But uh, I just I'm very excited to have this thing in, mm. in, in our lives. Wow. The third member, the third member, third child of the family. Finding out like this is quite shocking, Mike. This is <laughs> <laughs> you damn well know. No, Shane knew. knows Congratulations, that. Congratulations, though. You know, you were one of the first people to know the sex and the name as well because you were hanging out at the house that one day and you were like, just tell me. Well, Danica was really amped to tell and I knew I could yeah. get her to course you to tell me. Oh, big time. Very cool big names. Time. You're you're a good namer of children. Uh, Danica deserves all the credit. Also a cool name, Danica. Do we talk about the, yeah, yeah. the sex right now or like nah, what led we, we, to the I, conception? I, 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 Was I, it doggy style missionary? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good joke. The, uh, the, um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm very excited to have this, this Peloton. But another thing, guys, I want to talk about is last night I saw the movie Dune. Uh, mm, I saw everybody's it talking about last this movie. Night. You did. Shane did the 7.30 show. Uh, me and, and, and a bunch of the Wobbly Moon Boys saw the 10.30 show uh, on, on, on IMAX. Did you see IMAX, Shaney Boy? I did. Okay. So this thing had like a lot of hype. I literally have a, a text from our good mutual friend, Matt Unsworth, who, who, who reached out to me. And he said, uh, have you seen Dune yet? I said, I haven't, but it's on a list. He goes, it's so good. Try and see it on the biggest IMAX screen you can. Probably the best sci-fi I've seen in decades, maybe ever. Not to overhype it, of course. So I read this. I'm like, okay, that's an overhype. Immediately, I'm like, there's no way it's going to live up to that. I I love science fiction. I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the genre. So I'm like, I'll go see it, but I'll, I'll, I I want to temper expectations. Maybe for the first time in my life, for a film that I've like sort of anticipated and been excited about, it over-delivered. I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. The world building, the acting, the direction. Uh, it was stunning. It was awesome. And I would say like if you're into sort of spectacle and all that, uh, uh, absolutely see Dune. Um, yeah, man, it was it was awesome. Shaney, what were your thoughts? I'm, it's the sci-fi stuff for me. I, I messaged you that it's hard for me to get into that realm and really pay attention. What I, did you call the realm? I you called it a nerd realm. So when yeah, I see it, <laughs> this isn't like my sweet spot of a film. I do I can enjoy sci-fi from time to time, but I found when anytime it got too into the world with all the names, I just zoned out and I started thinking about like, oh, did I bring my keys with me? And I'm searching for my keys. I'm like, <laughs> did I hang them up? Where are my keys? Before I know it, I've gone five minutes in my mind where my keys are. 
And then I snap back into the movie. I'm like, yes, be focused, be focused. But there was four moments where I really got into the film and I felt like I was really, really into it, Locked which I won't in. name, of course. But I wanted to ask you, when, when you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. do you wear the mask the entire time? Obviously, if you have popcorn, mm. you're going to not be wearing the mask. But did, did you wear question. it the entire time or no? This was my very first film back and what a first film back it was uh, as it was a, a spectacle. And I, I was feeling it out. So I go on. And of course, because it was a 1030 and, you know, anybody like any of these kid guys, you know, you get up so early. It's hard to stay up late if you're not sort of, you know, I hadn't been in a movie in so long. I didn't know if I was going to fall asleep. So I loaded up on O'Henry's Sour Patch Kids and like the biggest Diet Coke I could get because I'm like, this is going to keep me up until 1:30 in the morning to watch this movie. Um, so I'm going to eat. So the first thing is I get to my seat. You remove the mask, you just start eating. And then I'm like, do I put the mask on after I'm done eating? And at that point, I just kind of was like, I kind of looked at the row and the dudes and I was like, eh, it looks like we're all kind of just, we're in it now. Also, our theater was like pretty sparse, uh, which I don't know if that bodes well. Although I do think Dune's making a lot of money. I was like, it's a Tuesday. This is like cheap Tuesday and nobody's nobody's here. Um, so it was, there was a comfort level of like everyone in our row was our friends and there wasn't really many people around us. So I kept mine off. What did you do? I kept it off. I, I'm... I kind of did this thing where I was kind of eating for the entire film just in case I got in trouble. So I had a big, <laughs> I had a big bag of popcorn. And anytime I thought like it had been too long since I had a bite, I'd just grab a kernel and throw it in my mouth. <laughs> and I had a, even though I had, I got a medium Diet Coke and I had drank it all pretty quick, the ice melts down to the bottom. And sometimes I'll just like take a sip and get a little bit of the, the melted ice. <laughs> But Alex was quite upset with me afterwards, and I didn't know that because she kept hers on the entire time. <laughs> and then I, in the car, it was a big discussion. And I said, if, if you had told me you were upset, I didn't know I, I would have done it. I mean, she went out on a, a, a mom night recently. There was a mom influencer event and people are posting online, <laughs> Alex, and she lady and tramped a piece of cotton candy with another woman. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know. You were lady in the tramping the other night. I thought like everyone's facing forwards. I was basically six feet away from everyone. We've been at restaurants. No one's saying anything. There's no no heavy breathing on top of each other. Yeah, like there there's would be talking. A, kind of there's no droplets and, and, in the theater. And I said, it doesn't seem like it's being enforced. It seems like they're following health guidelines. I think it would be enforced if it wasn't. She said she questioned that. So I looked it up while we're in the car. Sure enough, you don't need to wear your mask while you're seated in a movie theater. Mm. There you, so so would you consider that a win uh, in an argument uh, level for you? She was still upset about it when we got mm. home. So Sometimes it, even a win isn't a win. This yes. is what we learn. Uh, Maxi, you've been you were the first back to the theater. You've been you've been trotting around the Toronto theaters. You love your cinephile in your own right. What was your deal with the mask? Get in, rip it off or keep it on the whole film? Uh, you know. I'm pretty laissez-faire about it, I'm going to be honest, um, because the guy who made the theme song basically for uh, COVID vaccination is laissez-faire. <laughs> he just believes in the technology, the, the vaccine. No, no, no. Listen, I believe in the double vaccination, and I believe in that yeah. policy. And I also mm. believe in the idea that if you're, you know, spread out in a movie theater and no one's talking, then who, like, yeah. really, like, what are, like, and of course, then you have to ask, like, are they really enforcing the vax, the double vax policy? And that's a good question. And I, you know, you have to kind of ba- go based on your own experience. Like, did they check and look at your ID and your double vax certificate, et cetera, et cetera. And if they did that to you, then you got to assume that everybody else in the theater is. And also most people uh, you know, statistically speaking, like what eight out of ten people are double vaccinated, and just in case, just because you're not, 
vaccinated doesn't mean you have it. Anyway, I just think that like the context of this. And just because you are vaxxed and double vaxxed doesn't mean you can't get it. Does, does, doesn't mean you can't get it. But and you could always sneeze and cough rates. too in a movie theater. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I will say you've just, you, you made me think of something, Max, that like for the first time maybe in our history, like a person talking during a movie in a theater is actually mm. dangerous now. We That's can actually right. tell them to shut up yeah. because what you're doing is dangerous. Imagine it's not the rude. guy who yells shut up though. Just it's <laughs> so like That's the super spread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, so Dune's good. Max, will you see it? I know I I you well, like, I, I, you like I, big I, movies. Ma- I have a question for you, Mike, because yeah. you you have a pretty good feel for me and yeah. things I like. Do you think I'd like it? Because I want to see it. Canadian director, everyone loves it. I don't know. Should I? I think if you see it like in an IMAX, although it is very loud and I know you sometimes you can be sensitive to like how loud a movie is like the sound design in this thing is like abrasive 100%. But for me, it worked. I felt like it like I felt like the rumbling of the spaceships and it's so epic. I think you need to see it because I think it's like it's going to be a talking point in pop culture. The Timothy Chalamet sort of element is, you know, it's like a huge sort of like vehicle for him. I, I don't know if you'll come out of it and be like, that's the best movie ever, but I think you'll be like, I get what everybody's talking about. So I think it's worth seeing. Would you say that assessment's yeah. fair, Shaney? I would say Max will like it for the mere fact that Chalamet has very similar hair to him in that film, the way he yes, parts it, it down the middle. <laughs> and you're just going to come out of it and want a Peloton because he looks so <laughs> damn good. <laughs> and you could cut like glass with his face. And I think you could pull off a Chalamet look if Ooh, you really wanted to. And not that you're not, because right now your hair is actually very, very similar to his in the film. That was Mm, the first thing Alex said about the movie, actually. Mm. That I look like Timothy Chalamet? No, that your hair was similar. And if you (laughs) got on a Peloton, maybe you'd look identical. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we we should do a movie episode because I saw the Bond movie. I want to see The Last Duel, the new Wes Anderson movies coming out. I'm seeing that tonight. If it's out in theaters, I thought it was out. Yeah, I think it is out. It's it's definitely out. out. Yeah, so we, we should we should talk movies. What's your do, Bond like, review? Uh, I really liked it. Have you seen it? No, those movies I'm not that into. Alex likes them, but, you know. Really? Oh, they're so much fun. I mean, some of it didn't really make sense towards the end. Like, the kind of the plot got a little convoluted. But just, like, the Bond movies does. for me. Yeah, they always do. <laughs> it, it's just, like, the, the cinematography with the different locations. Like, it's such a joy watching cool stuff happen in these like beautiful exotic locations and they really kind of hop around the world i i like daniel craig a lot as a bond there's just the right amount of like sex and comedy uh that ma- makes it exciting for me and also i don't like car ch- i don't think of myself as a car chase guy i i would normally be like i don't give one fuck about a car chase but seeing these old vintage like british uh convertibles like driving around the countryside or whatever is pretty spectacular uh, so yeah i loved it i uh, i'd go watch any bond movie Guys, should we get to some topics? It was just nice to catch up for 20 minutes. It was nice. Yeah, I actually had one other thing before we get to topics. Um, Oh, please do. Yeah, so... You know, I like to think that our friend group is very, like, diverse and talented and good at lots of different things. And uh, today or yesterday, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau announced all the new ministers of all the different departments in the Canadian <laughs> government. So I was thinking it'd be kind of interesting is if we kind of went through, we don't have to go through all of them. This is amazing. I, I, so for our I, listeners, this was not pre-planned. You're springing this on us. I love, so I, I love just, a, a surprise segment. Okay. So I just um, sent along some, some ones that kind of uh, popped out to me. And I was wondering if there are people in our life that, uh, you know, would, would be really good for each job. So I just texted you 
guys. I'm seeing this. We got Minister and, of Tourism, uh, Associate Minister of Finance, Transport, Economic <laughs> Development, Rural. These are great. Also, by the way, in this sort of scenario, Max, do you see yourself as the Prime Minister? Yeah, so I'm the Prime Minister and Ash is the Deputy <laughs> Prime Minister. So those I, roles I love are that. spoken yeah. for. <laughs> this um, is amazing. But but it, 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 you can click on the link if there's any more of that. There's a lot of them. And I think there's actually a lot that we're absolutely not qualified for. So I didn't necessarily want to touch those. Um, but I don't know, Let, we could start at the top, like, you know, minister of transport, um, you know, between Mike D and our band and Sean Dawson and Jay Kelly, they're known as dog the car boys. automotive. They're the yeah. car boys. So I don't know. Maybe Why maybe are they the Jay car Kelly. boys? Because they all have cool old cars. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. We, we, and by the way, we, we don't have to all agree either. If, if, if we disagree, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. and that's in. Uh, let's okay. Let's just start from the top. Minister of Tourism and Associate Minister of Finance. Now, again, I don't know what all of these jobs do. <laughs> this is but, yeah. Uh, this is tricky because it seems like they're two separate things. If if it was yeah, just Minister of Tourism, I would say Mike. Yeah, who? Like oh, Mike, me? Who, well, who's better at making a first impression than Mike? Right. Like anytime mm. he meets somebody <laughs> and shows them around. Their first thing they say is, this guy's my best friend. He's the best. I love this place. You know, Mike's very good at meeting people and showing them around and making them have a good time. I accept. Mike is the minister of tourism. (laughs) I think think first we need to get more people going to Spain, maybe Barcelona. I'll go check it out. I'll report back and uh, let's do it. Okay. Or Um, or am I getting people to come to Canada? Canada, just showing them around Hamilton. Oh, so I don't get to travel. <laughs> I'll just welcome dignitaries uh, uh, to Hamilton and I'll bring him to odds. We'll hit uh, Academia. Tie we'll Cats give it a games, five star. Yeah. <laughs> Tie Cats games. Oski Wee Wee. Okay, I'll take it. I accept. Minister uh, of Tourism. That's me. What do we want to do okay. for finance? Finance Associate has to be Nick, finance. right? Oh, oh Arkell's yes, Nick. Nick. Yes. Arkells, he's good. He's good with a spreadsheet. That guy did the accounting for, uh, for Arkells. That's good. Okay, Minister of Transport. Um, the car boys? I, yeah, one, one of the car boys. I mean, they could switch, you know, share the job three it's ways. It's got to be Rob Ascula, though, wouldn't it? Oh, this is interesting. We, we say this because uh, Rob is uh, a bicycle aficionado. He owns bike stores. Not only and that, so he actually- hates big trucks, and he's making like an independent documentary on taking trucks down who go down certain lanes. There's a truck route in Hamilton <laughs> yeah. that, that he finds. It's like a domestic part of Hamilton is like this huge trucking lane. And he's like, no more. And he's actually fighting it through the proper channels. So that's a guy that actually knows the system a little bit. And you could work with him too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, hate I, I, you, Ro- I, I hate loud noises. <laughs> Rob called me actually this morning. I got a call from him out of the blue. I'm like, what's going on, Rob? What do I owe the pleasure? And uh, I left a couple of folding bikes with him a couple of years ago. And he wants to be able to loan them out. Because they're just sitting in his bike shop. I'm like, yeah, loan them out. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, wow. I love this choice for Minister of Transport. Our 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 car hating bicycle riding Rob School. <laughs> and Max, did you get uh, did you get elected uh, on on a platform of like less noise pollution? Was that one of your campaign promises? It was absolutely it okay, was absolutely yeah. No no muffler over you know seventy you know dBs or whatever the the, the scale is. <laughs> um, All right, so Rob's okay. in transport. So now. Rural economic development. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know any country bumpkins? Like, is there anybody out there or who's <laughs> from the country that or that, that cares about country living? You know what I mean? That's like, I'm trying question. to think of anybody who. Like, we don't really know many people that are out there on the farms. Well, you know? 
Rob mm. has a farm, but we've already given him a job, so. <laughs> um, that, that really speaks to our friend group that we don't know anybody who's out in the country, right? Like, um, We must know someone that grew up on a farm. Well, Come Rob on. grew up My on a farm. Chris ne- who did? Eskula. He can do two jobs. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, you, you know what? You know who should do it? Al. Because Al moved out to the country. That's true. So, Pete, Al, yeah. Al's in PC. Al knows about economic development in the countryside. <laughs> He's running a brewery out in P- Prince Edward County. He is the... Okay, this is great. This is Ash such is a funny bit for people listening <laughs> who just like, oh, Al. Okay, yeah. Al's out in the Al, country. Rob? This is a good yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. This, All right. this delights us to no end, so we're going to keep going. Um, National defense. I think me. I'm pretty defensive. <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to say, who who is? Do you think that the um, a minister of defense needs to be somebody who uh, isn't an, has an like like a, is an optimist by nature? They don't think that the first thing they need to do is fight. You know what I mean? Like, do you want someone that's in charge of defense that is a peacemaker? You need somebody who will also throw down when you know China comes after you or something like that. You know? Yeah. Are you like, like me? <laughs> Shane's ready. <laughs> uh, Shane, if you want yeah, the job, oh, Max, you're the prime minister. Will you give Shane that title, N- national defense? I think we'd get into so many petty wars with other places. Shane <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm so good at seeing the future and what could happen and how to get out of a problem before it starts. Listen, I'm a peacetime prime minister, Shane. Mm-hmm. So I, I just need you to, I need you to get people on side. Our other foreign adversaries, our friends. I need, can you do some coalition building? Yeah. Will you do that? Yeah. What does coalition mean again? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in though. We'll get there. Say no more. (laughs) But but, but also if we need somebody to like lay down the heavy, you'll do that too? Yeah. I'm stern but fair. It's just if you cross me, I'm going to come after you. But I feel like I set out very That was his opening remark, by the way, at his induction uh, speech for the job. (laughs) If you cross me, I'll come after you. Let's get to work. It's my campaign slogan. so, Minister of uh, uh, Environment and Climate Change. I'd skip that one. Sorry, Max. Yeah, Environment and Climate Change. Ooh, do we have any? Uh, who who'd you say in our? Friend? By the way, this is the least diverse. Well, once minister. again, it's just champagne uh, boys. Once, by a, the way. once again, I remember our uh, the uh, the Minister of Rural uh, Development and Transport once tried to fight someone for littering. So maybe Rob <laughs> could also be the Minister of Environment and Climate Change. I think I want to give Mike D Minister of Transport because Mike D likes riding a bike, but he also rides in cars i think we need mike d from our kels yeah let's do it mike d will be transport and then i'd say a school would be minister of environment and climate change i think that's a fair uh right okay yeah okay do we know anyone else that, uh, that it's it's a really passionate cause for i'm trying to think i just think rob a school is like up there uh mental health and addiction i actually ran into the the doc the professor matt savelli uh about 10 minutes before mm. Uh, we recorded and I told him about this this idea for the show and he said he needs to be Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, which makes sense. He he is a mental health historian and he knows all about that stuff. So I feel like that's a pretty Perfect. easy one. Um, Shane, any uh, any issue with that? No, Savelli's good. I, I think I, you know, we vacationed with him before and I've had some meltdowns well uh, after having a being overserved <laughs> and I feel like he's helped me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like he's okay. calmed me down. <laughs> okay, good. But when I'm uh, on the national- job as defense person, I will not be drinking. By the way, just to put everyone's. <laughs> you've mind already got the job. You yeah. don't. You don't have to. You've got it. You don't have to keep pitching. Okay. Well, I just don't want anyone to be concerned that I'm having meltdowns and I need the uh, the minister of mental health to help me all the time. Yeah. 
Um, Minister of National Revenue. Okay, who's good with the money? Is it making the money or handling it? I don't... I don't know what national revenue is. I'll tell you who it won't be. be uh, our good friend Brody Dawson. When we went to a bachelor trip in Miami uh, for, for Sean and Peak, he was running the the the, the what we the call slush the slush fund. fund. And it was gone within 48 hours. And then some guys got t-shirts and other guys didn't get t-shirts. And we were like, well, what about the slush fund? He's like, it's gone, bro. We're like, what? Where did it go? And then there was, you know, there was talks of an investigation when we returned to Canada. And uh, it no made one, that no money sense why we all had to pool our money. And he could spend it however he wanted. That defied logic. Uh, you know what's funny is um, Matt Savelli said the exact same thing. He said Brody. Actually, he said Brody should be uh, the minister of that because of the slush fund. He had more uh, <laughs> faith in Brody for that. Yeah, um, yeah who's... Um, that's a good question. National revenue. Do we, do, do we know any bank? You, you actually you know who it would be? Weird, weird choice. But Julian. Because Julian has worked for nonprofits and charities his whole life, and I trust mm. him with the money. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm giving Julian uh, the nod there. Okay, good one. Minister of Justice and Attorney General. It's got to be AJ. He's our one lawyer be, friend, right? Yep, he's the one friend of ours, a, lawyer. Yep. Um, Minister of Innovation, Science, and Industry. What about Brody Shit. for that one? Because Brody kind of want that one, own... to be honest. You wanted that one? I kind of well. Here's the thing. My ambition says I want that one, but my party side says I want the fucking tourism one. And this <laughs> well, is always on innovation. The, I just want to see. Like, what would your pitch be? Yeah. For, and, and oh, science. for for innovation, science, and, 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 and so yeah. so in in this role, what I would be doing is I would constantly be taking meetings uh, with people who want to uh, um, uh, innovate within our society through technology, mm-hmm. through science. In something like a pandemic, I would be more fascinated listening to tech people talk about how we could have like a Vax app and why it would be the best and pitch me in that. I'd be talking to people about advances in science and medical and why that could help the province or the country. Those I, I'm fascinated by that, and then you know, choosing the right person for the job. And this is the problem with government. You're like, ah, oh, they're giving out contracts to their buddies. It's cronyism. I truly would try to keep it uh, best person for the job as I see fit. And I'm fascinated in what's coming next. That being said, I'm withdrawing my name. It'd be too fun to drink with dignitaries in Hamilton at a Ticat game. I'm keeping it. I think tourism. that's virtual. I think, I think the nut gets that job. For tourism? Honestly, you just said it. No, no, no. For the, the, the industry and innovation. Because he, you, you just talked about meeting with tech giants and stuff like that. That's all he does all day long already. And innovation, I don't know. I think he's, uh, he, it's very entrepreneurial sounding, that kind of job and, and sort of business. I think I think the nut would probably yeah. get that gig. I, I feel like Mike's more fascinated in be, sitting in and listening to people talk about their innovations <laughs> more than he's actually proven that he's good at it. Not that you'd be bad. I just don't feel like you have a track record of something like this in the way that Birchall has. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'm keep, um, yeah, I'm keeping tourism. Foreign affairs. Mm. Which is which is which is an important one. Well, you have to be married for this one, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't care if it's domestic or foreign. I'm keeping my marriage together, brother. <laughs> well, it depends. I'm not interested in any affairs. Is there bro code involved? In- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm is there what I missed? Bro code saying. involved? I don't know. Like, there's no way to police that. It's too risky. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I would nominate our friend Sean Dawson. I would, I would send Sean into high, any high-level meeting with some other foreign dignitaries. It's similar to the – I think you uh, – foreign affairs and national defense would probably have to work closely together. And I think Shane and Sean would be an incredible team representing our country internationally. 
Yeah, I like that. Think, I like that. Yeah, I'd like to work I with I like Sean. it. I think Sean would even you out too. As soon as you're getting too hot-headed about something, Sean would be like, Shane, you got to cool it. That's and I am a doing. very codependent person. So I yeah, like working with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, public services and procurement. Any idea mm. there? Okay, define the, define the duty. Um, good question. Uh, I don't know what it means, but it sounds <laughs> well, I like I, I think, I think this is like. About it. Isn't um. this isn't this actually like the like when you know Pfizer and Moderna had these vaxes, like mm. securing that deal? Like I think that's what that is essentially. I think Dan Hamilton would be really good at it because all that guy does is read stuff about like public policy. And I think he has the right amount of disdain or distrust for like private enterprise. But I think he's pretty, he likes that nerdy stuff. He has sort of has a lawyerly mind. I think he's mm. good with numbers. I think Dan would be very good at that, that, that job. But the procurement part feels like a real deal thing. It feels like mm. you need to go, you need to get on a phone with some, whoever like Biden's version of that is and say, this is why we need these vaccinations and this is what we're willing to pay for it. So you don't think that that Dan could communicate? He'd, he'd just be too kind of all over the map and kind of confusing and hard to follow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might need Mike for that one too. Well, so, well, no, but I'm hard because I don't like. I'm like, what's the value of it? It's like it's that much. Well, it's people's lives. I'm like, sure. You almost, I almost think Birch will be awesome at this, figuring out the price and then negotiating oh. the deal at procuring sort of these things that we need. Um, I mean, I I do it, but and finding that right price is hard. But I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure, you know. Or again, I like yeah. the idea of like somebody who's actually well versed in Canadian government listening to us like talk about what is involved in these jobs, and they're like, "Yeah, that's completely wrong. They don't know." Hey, it's a, this is that an is entertainment program, okay? We're providing that. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm thinking about our friends that you know we haven't got to. I think Minister of Health has to be peak. It just should be like he would be the billboard for health. You know, like we just poster his face and hot body all around the country, <laughs> and it would just be, "Hey, Canadians, try to do this," and it would just be sh- peak shirtless. He's yeah, such a healthy guy. I, I co-sign it. I co-sign it. I think he's. I think he. He's, he's got a good mind for that stuff. Uh, healthy outlook, keeping your body. He's always biking places and sort of racially like ambiguous. Like everybody can strive yeah. to be him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Every, you, everybody sees a bit of themselves in peak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Public safety. Last one. Minister of Public Safety. Is there anybody who's like in our friend group? Is like, hey guys, cool it. Hey, hey, you, you don't need that last drink. <laughs> I, yeah, in our group? <laughs> don't everyone speak all at once. Uh, um, <laughs> who would say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would be... Who would be we we might have to assign one of our like partners uh, to this job because uh, they're usually yeah. the ones that are like, are are you guys like? Make sure you take Ubers. Don't don't Public go that safety. late. Who wears a helmet when they ride their bikes? That's a good Nick. No, I guess Nick's doing finance stuff. Do we not um, have a job for my brother in this cabinet? No, I know I just said no. I wasn't about the nepotism or cronyism, but uh, this is this is a good question. Uh, he could do. I'm just scrolling through. He not minister of seniors. I've never seen Greg give a shit about senior citizens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, let's see environment and climate change. I don't know if that's top of mind. There's no like minister of Weezer history, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we can create a position. <laughs> yeah, create you know what? As the prime minister, I can create whatever yeah, I want. You this, totally could. A, it's your first controversy. That... <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I got it. Oh, here, I got it. Minister of Canadian heritage. 
Um, that okay. could be Greg because Greg has a great feel for like indie rock from the early 2000s. Like by <laughs> divine right would be given the order of Canada, like uh, in the first week of the job. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He'd be very good at that. Uh, he knows his CanCon pretty good. So we'll give Greg that job. That'd be good. Um, Man, yeah, any, any, yeah. Oh, I feel like there's got to be a job for Scott. Um, because Scott oh, yeah. is Scott's actually a counselor, so he could help with the, the 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 health and you know mental health and all that. Oh yeah, he actually we could put uh, Scott in any of the these. Uh, yeah, immigration, refugee, citizenship. Give Scott that one; he'd be awesome. Is it? Um, and maybe this is like hubris, but is it out of line to think that if they gave our group the reins, that we could actually do a pretty decent job running this country? I love this question, Mike. I love this question, and the answer is: well, I think we do an amazing job. I think. <laughs> Well, you, you think you, you think you're better than me? That's what I'd be saying to all these current ministers. You think you're better than me? We could do this. I think we can figure it Shane, out. Shane, what do you I think? Because sometimes your ignorance it? can help you do a job because you think outside of the box. You're trying harder. You know, your first year of anything, you put in the most effort. And I, I would bet a lot of these people wouldn't work as hard as – they probably wouldn't need to work as hard either. But I think we could do a good job, yeah. Our ignorance would be our superpower. Here's my concern. Here's my concern. I'd say by and large in our group, we've all sort of built our careers uh, and lives around like maximizing the most fun and minimizing sort of like the things that we don't want to do. And running government feels like the equation is going to get a whack and the fun quotient is going to go down a bit. Because even if we like get, you know, boxes to our favorite games, you say quotient, like, are we even have time? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I used it correctly. Quotient. Uh, Oh, qu- quotient. Not to quotient. be that guy, but you know, I, we can't have I, our I, minister of tourism uh, just representing it's us. Tourism. <laughs> they don't expect me to be that. I'm, I'm here for a I good time, drunk. not a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the guy parties, but he's a fun hang. Uh, the uh, I'd be worried that we'd be losing dudes within like the first. Uh, you know what else, Max? You need some women. I know that that Ash is the deputy prime minister, but we might need to get a little bit more women uh, in here. Well, obviously, there's no diversity in this. Like, this is <laughs> this is a make. This is a stupid Peak experiment. Is ambiguous. Like, literally, if the champagne boys, <laughs> yeah, plus Champ- Ash, champagne people, champagne people. Uh, were to run the government was was the premise of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, obviously, yeah. yeah. This is this is not a real thing. Yeah, I just uh, said we've created the... a box to play this game within, and we we know it's limited to men. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I I just think I think that we could actually do a good job. I I, I actually truly believe that. Like, if, if you put our group in charge, we could figure it out. But I do think that like at end of first year, there'd be so much burnout that guys would be like, I kind of just want to go back to my old life. Here's the other thing. There's so much public criticism too. Like if you follow politics on Twitter, it is a cesspool. People hate you all the time. Oh, I don't we think are we soft. can handle the comments. We, we are, are so soft. soft. Oh God. Who do you, like people would just be, I think we'd just be looking at our phones the whole time and just seeing everyone just killing us. Uh, and, the, and the articles coming out, uh, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We'd be like, Shane, we're supposed to be procuring tanks for the de- national defense, and you're replying in Twitter to everybody that's having a Twitter battle. Yeah, you got to fight the trolls. <laughs> defense on all all, all fronts. <laughs> Depends on all. <laughs> oh, Shane man. just spends his entire day just fighting the trolls. On it's important. It's like Public perception is important. Issue in Eastern Europe. <laughs> I would. Oh god. Now we'd fun. figure it out and we'd do a good job. And I, I think we're overestimating <laughs> how hard these people work. I bet you they have a lot of sneaky downtime. <laughs> I agree. 
And think about like the the cabinet retreats. Oh, we all have to like oh. we're gonna we... <laughs> Camp David style. I love you it. got this it. Great. It's like oh, we're gonna spend a week sort of plotting the course of the, <laughs> the ministers and we... are going to Camp David again <laughs> every every week every weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I know Ken Davis in America, a, but you know. a bonding retreat. I thought they they all knew each other pretty well before they even were hired. And it'd be like it'd be like they're going away for seven days to sort of plot the next six months of the country. And we the first six days would just it, we'd do it on the seventh day. We're like, wait, well, what do we like? Do? Club and we knock it out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we get into so much trouble for expend expenses. Like we just oh, be fuck. like expensing everything. On the tax payers' dime, it would not be good. Uh, we could get though, um, you know, we know Adam Vancouverton, who's the Liberal MP in Oakville. He's a friend. We could get him on the pod. See mm-hmm. if see if uh, he thinks that we're up for the for the job. <laughs> if this plan flies, yeah. And I think yeah, when everyone likes each other, it's helpful because sometimes all these positions, some people might not like each other, and it is probably hurtful for the thing as a whole. Whereas I we could always, if we needed help in some area, we could just text each other to help us out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the stem speech like and let me and rest assured canadians when we run into a problem we will group text each other we know each In other we wobbly, all like each other wobbly moon boys <laughs> the wobbly moon boys yeah, we have to it's true though don't you protect. think if everyone likes each other it's helpful oh big time <laughs> on I, a I team think, i think it is helpful it's yeah. very helpful we're gonna get it done guys we're gonna get it done we're gonna uh, well, you know what? Listen, this has been a great hang up. We can hit topics or we can just ignore topics and go to the surprise. How's everyone feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Right. This is Let's this has been a good one. surprise. Well, I, I actually I was doing my Peloton. I ran out of time and don't have a surprise this week. I actually did. <laughs> but then it fell apart. Where did Max go? I don't Max, know. He, Max just got. No, you know what he did? Well, he literally said, let's do the surprise. And he, and he left the frame. All right. Well, here's the uh, thing, Max. I kind of got confused because. We had texted in a side chat the mm. other day, and yes. I thought you were suggesting that we talk about the rotten thermometers thermometer in the Shane surprise. And I was like, we could do that. Let's but do that. Th- let's do that. But let's today you topic. put it in our main group as a main topic. So okay, let's use this as yeah, a yeah. Topic, no, no. I, I, I realized I was kind of um, mm-hmm. screwing you a little bit because because after I put that in the group, I was like, oh, Shane probably would have wanted that as a Shane surprise. So yeah, let's let's, let's use that as the Shane surprise. Okay, so I guess we're going to talk about uh, Rotten Tomatoes and the audience rating and how accurate it is. And if people in the audience rating are just complete idiots. Because (laughs) so how this came about, I guess, is uh, we've been talking a lot about the Dave Chappelle special. And every time I tell people that I don't like it, all their reaction is that I'm so woke. No one can imagine the fact that I simply didn't find it funny. They think, how woke are you now, Shane? Like, how much posturing <laughs> could you do? And I'm like, I didn't find it funny. And I, I list all the reasons as to why I didn't find it funny. And then their line of defense is they'll pull out this thermometer. They'll be like, take a look at this. <laughs> the critics gave it 23%. The audience gave it 95%. And then Mike and I on the tech scout yesterday, we were talking about this. And Mike had a theory, which I think is pretty sound, or at least I did think that, which is people who sign up for Rotten Tomatoes congregate anytime something's taken down in a public way. They all get together and organized and they attack the thermometer and they boost the audience rating. Right, Mike? That was basically the theory. 
Yeah, this happened in the other way with um, the that Ghostbusters movie, Answer the Call, that Paul Fee did with all the women. And basically people were so upset that the Ghostbusters, before anyone's seen the movie, basically they sort of, they got together on Reddit or one of these like sort of forums and they basically tanked the audience rating on like Metacritic or whatever and uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. So in the opposite way, if you're somebody that's sort of like been paying attention to the social, the culture wars, and you think that Dave's being sort of unjustly canceled, they get together and they go, let's, or, or maybe his fans are just so fervent that they, they boost the, the rating. But I think that there is a lot of times with these social hot buttons, sort of like topics or like specials or content, whatever entertainment pieces that they'll go and they'll boost it through the roof just to sort of make a point. Uh, so that could be boosting its rating through the roof. Or not, but I do know that people organize whenever it's like a, you know, a culture wars thing. And this Dave special has become a culture wars issue. But then I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that there's a movie starring Robert De Niro called The War with Grandpa. And it has 29% on with critics, but 85% in audience <laughs> score. And I doubt there's some organized coalition to uh, get together and just boost this rating, right? Like these people Wait, just don't have dismiss to be... the De Niro hive. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But we have to think people who sign up for a thermometer and give it a rating under audience score have to be, I don't know, not to be trusted. <laughs> Okay, so what you're getting at, and what you had suggested, like, let's debate this. This is the topic. Well, yeah, today. what you what you mentioned in the is the idea of who are the people that like rate on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, who who are the type of people who leave YouTube comments? Who's the type of person to leave a comment on Pornhub? You know, that's a weird type of person, <laughs> right? You're just there for one purpose, right, guys? <laughs> the storyline, acting exceeded expectations. <laughs> a bit yes, of a surprise. This is a good v. nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Had to find out how the plot ended. Thank you for your excellent work. Is that the Minister of Tourism commenting on? It? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay, I think that there are two things uh, happening here in this conversation. The first is that I think there actually is a disconnect between the critic and the common person when it comes to reviewing anything, whether that's music or television, movies or whatever. I think there's often a disconnect between like, yeah, the critics on, you know, Pitchfork or the movie critic that you read on uh, Twitter and what they're looking for in a piece of art versus like what everyday Joe enjoys. And so I do think, so, and so I think sometimes, you know, a critic score and an audience score can be aligned if it's like a piece of like popular art that is, that is wide and can be appreciated by many people, but also critics see the artistic merit in it. But also I think that, uh, you know, there's many times obviously when there's like a big disconnect. So I think that the, the fact that like the Chappelle special is is seemingly beloved on the, tomo- how, how do you say it? The tomo- thermometer? Tomato meter? Thermometer. Tomato meter, yeah. And, yeah, tomato meter. And and critics find real issue with it. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, but then the second part of the question is, which is actually an interesting question too, is like who is the type of person that that uses – that lo- uh, sorry, that leaves user ratings on anything? Like whether that's a Google review or whether that's uh, going on Rotten Tomatoes or anything. Um, so, yeah, I guess my question for you guys, do you know any – do you guys ever leave reviews for anything? No, never. I don't. Do you know anybody that does? No. Da- you know what? Danica will do like 
if something exceeds like, I don't know if it's Yelp or whatever, or she'll reach out to the restaurant directly. But if like, if something exceeds expectations, she'll usually go to the way to like say, hey, that was great. Or this is why. Like we once had someone at Pita Pit uh, on Richmond in Toronto. She was so damn good at her job and so pleasant. And because sometimes in, the, in those gigs, people are just like, they don't, you know, they don't want to be there, whatever. They're just going through the motions. She took such pride in making these pitas that Dan ended up sending like a message to the that, that establishment, whoever owned it and stuff like that. So she will do that. She won't complain. That's really nice. That's such a good, good quality to have. Yeah, but the, the complaining thing is a different thing. Like Shane, you said negative YouTube comments or negative uh, Twitter sort of um, engagements. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But I mean, ultimately, what you're asking is like who who leaves comments or who rates? I guess... I don't know. We're kind of in a rate society, whether it's a double tap on Instagram or it's like leaving a YouTube or a, a, a podcast comment. I, I guess that's fans, right? People, people that will con- comment on an Arkell's post. Isn't that just like an easier, I guess the idea is like, you have to be someone that has to set up an account and like go into Google and like leave a review or say something negative. Whereas Instagram, we're all already just there anyway. So it's Instagram like comments, comments don't count. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's not us. I mean, do you think any of our friends, anyone from our cabinet, like uh, the ministers, do you think that they're <laughs> guys to get on? No. Maybe Savelli no, no. and like a Reddit thing or something. Maybe Sean Dawson. He's <laughs> secretly nerdy. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But I guess my main point is this thermometer argument holds zero water to me. If someone's trying to prove to me that something's good and they pull out the audience score on a thermometer. And so so what what would be a uh, a reasonable place to look for feedback on something? Well, it d- depends if you're watching an art film, I would trust people who have viewed something thousands and thousands of times and understand what makes something good. For instance, wine. If since I don't know anything about wine, every wine tastes the exact same to me. I can't exactly tell a good wine from a bad wine. Every wine, it kind of makes me feel good because there's alcohol in it. And that to me is like, oh, it's yeah, it's red wine. There's red wine and there's white wine. But someone who's had thousands of glasses, if they tell me something's Mm. not good and they can tell me why and they've been through all these experiences, I would tend to trust that person in understanding it. Whereas I feel like a lot of people on the Chappelle special, it's like, I like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is funny. He's the GOAT. I'm giving him a positive review. And I know it is hard to separate reputation from the material itself. And he's obviously a very compelling storyteller. However, I just thought this material was particularly weak. And in this situation, I definitely sided with the critics versus the audience score, which I think is diehard Chappelle fans. Yeah. That's the way I feel. I'm not saying I'm right, but... Yeah, I I, I, I I do agree with that. And this gets to, like, we've had this conversation a few times on the pod, like, about criticism and then what, like, an audience wants and the disconnect there, which Max just alluded to. But, like, something like a Will Ferrell movie. Like, mm. that, he's historically kind of gets, you know, beat up on the critic side of the thermometer. Yeah, what do you make but of that, audi- Shane? Well, but the, the, audiences, yeah. o- audiences love... They get something out of that that can't be quantified in like what's good. I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. here or like consider good. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't get into the critic game to review Adam Sandler movies and Will Ferrell movies. It's just a it's a part of the job. You have to do it because you're already in this field. But what about a comedic stand up special? But it was more of a social commentary. Do, do you know what the highest uh, rating uh, for a film is on the user score with the lowest rating on oh. the uh on the Rotten Tomato, on the critics, like score? the biggest, the biggest disparity. Yeah, do we know what that is? Uh, tell me, you've looked it up. I would love to know. Ooh, okay. So the Star Wars, the Last Jedi. Now this is oh. interesting. 
So yeah, that one uh, was seemed to be well received. It was great. Uh, it was it was like eighty five percent, but the the audience score was like forty percent. You know what this is? This is what I was talking about. Okay, so Matt, Mike, let's wrap this up. What do you? You are a Star Wars uh, eh, fan. I, I play in the, the sandbox a bit. I'm a Star Trek man. You're but, a Star Trek guy. But so here's what happened with that: is basically when Star Wars came back in, in this last decade, J.J. Abrams did it, and then they gave it to Ryan Johnson, and Ryan Johnson sort of intentionally tried to uh, democratize like um, the myth or the powers of a Jedi. And just that choice, like fans of Star Wars who've been around since 77, they love the idea that Luke is special, right? Like that there's this sort of like royal lineage. And what Ryan Johnson did is there's a sort of infamous scene at the end of, of The Last Jedi where like a little boy in like a shop, you know, in a poor town in the galaxy, he makes a, a, a broom sweep with his mind. So you realize, oh, he has the force within him Anybody can have the force. This was like, this was a narrative choice. True Star Wars fans like despised this, this, this choice or the idea that Luke didn't care about being a Jedi anymore. I thought it was the best film out of all those new ones by far easily. I think objective people loved it, but I think people that worship at the altar of the Star Wars mythology, they were so passionately angry that they attacked Ryan Johnson. They're still pissed at him and they tanked those audience scores. I think because again, the movie still made a ton. Most, but there is a strong divide between people who feel passionately about it. And so, for the record, uh, are Star Wars fans petty nerds? Mike, take it away. <laughs> uh, listen, if they are, I am one of them because I've been that way with the Star Trek franchise. I okay. understand the need to hold it dear, but objectively, that Ryan Johnson movie was was awesome. As I said, it come at me, nerds. That's it. That's all. That's your episode. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in again next week and have a great day.